Hey, this is Pastor Tim. I'm Scotty. And I'm Jonathan. Welcome back to another episode of the MVP as we dive into this week's topic, which is going to be a good one because I believe it is something we all battle with uh, sometimes in our life. Sometimes some of us, Scotty, deal with it more than others. Uh, Dr. Tim, why don't you talk to us about fear this week? Yeah, so we talked last week about the fear, and not only that, but the fear of fears, getting so involved of one fear that you just fall down the rabbit hole of all all, all the fear that prolongs with this. It just keeps getting people further and further into a deeper hole of fear. And, you know, I use the example of dying. You know, some people think about dying, you know, instead of stopping there, then it gets more thinking about how they're going to die and, you know, what are they going to do when they die? And it just, it, it comes a, a way of life. It becomes crippling to them because that's all they can think about is, you know, uh, how am I going to die? What's going to feel like? Is there pain? Where I'm going? And, and life is not meant, God did not create us to live a life in that type of scenario of life. Um, and we looked at Psalm 23. And as I said before, you know, we, we use Psalm 23 a lot for funerals. And, and let's just be honest, it, it is refreshing to those who are here, but sometimes they try to apply it to those who are already passed away. And it they don't need that anymore. It's up to us to have that refreshment, not not them. And and so, you know, Psalm 23 is meant for the living. And the living is, is that we have a shepherd who cares for us, who can take care of those fears that we have. But I think one of the objections to this is that we do not allow the shepherd to do his job. In other words, we don't allow him to lead us to restful places. We don't allow him to, uh, his staff lead us. Um, it's because we're so caught up in, in that type of fear. And so, so we want to, we want to kind of just, you know, look at what we can do to help ourselves in this, uh, particular circumstance. So first of all, we have to remember he is the shepherd and that it said the shadow it didn't say the whole blown thing. We're all going to go through trials. We're all going to go through the different sufferings of this world. And and if we start fearing those things, then that surely goodness and mercy that we're supposed to enjoy doesn't happen in our life. So let, let's talk about let's talk about something that that really seems to be resonating right now with, with a lot of people is what about my future? You know, what does my future look like? Because if you look at the culture right now um, and you get so caught up in that, it doesn't look good. And how do we respond to what culture is showing us? You know, it. to be honest with you, it feels like we are walking on the fringe of the shadow of death. Uh, you know, by looking at all the things that are going around with uh, around us, is, is, is this the part where Christians bail out? Or is this the part where they really get behind the shepherd and let him lead us? And and I think that as we see things happening for the future, unfortunately, uh, in, 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 in the coming years, there are going to be more sheep leave the shepherd than allowing the shepherd to lead the sheep. Uh, America is going to fall drastically in what we would say in the world of religion. Uh, we will fall beyond um, many other places. Africa will become the number one place 
for Christianity. The Southern Hemisphere will be the largest hemisphere for Christianity. Us Northerners, uh, we're going to fall. And, um, and as you can tell, we're already seeing that in America already anyway in, the, in, in this part of it. So we've already seen people who's already, um, young people especially, who, who are not really part of the church anymore. And a lot of them who grew up in the church, unfortunately, are going through um, whether or not Christianity is really true or not and what they're going to do in the future um, is not known. But it's always good to know that God's always have a, has a remnant of believers around and, and that's going to be true. But, uh, but how do, how do we, how do you guys see, you know, the fear of the future among people today? Uh, so thanks for calling me out, Jonathan. I, I can, I can speak a little bit to at least my experience with fear over the last, uh, almost four years. Uh, when COVID hit, uh, I had been in full-time ministry for less than six months. Uh, so everything that I had learned up until that point was really thrown, you know, upside down. Uh, there was a lot of uncertainty at the time, and uh, I let that manifest in my life into some pretty dangerous anxiety that, that I think looking back stemmed from either the fear of not knowing what the future held or misjudging what the future held and relying more on myself than than on the shepherd. Um, that's not a fun place to be. Uh, and to get out of that, you really have to there has to be a moment where where you let all of that go and give it to god there there's there's no other there's no other way around that if we're going to rely on the shepherd we have to do that and not you know not not try to get around it gallup did a study a survey last year and found that uh, belief in god was down to 81% um lowest it's been in since they've started keeping track of those kinds of things, that means 19% of people don't believe that God exists at all. And that's the kind of world that we're having to interface with. That's the kind of world we're interacting with. That's the kind of world we're, um, we're called to reach. But when we aren't sure where we are going to be, when we aren't sure how to approach our own lives it's hard to show people who don't who don't have a belief in God and call people to 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 a God of peace when we don't have that peace. And so much of what we've talked about, the the anger, the envy, the inferiority, and the fear all come from when we try to dictate a reality around us. When we say it should be this way 
And if it's not this way, then we have a reaction. When we are called to follow the shepherd, when we are called to take the next step, Psalm 118 says, Thy word is a a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That path is, is one of just a few feet at a time. And yet we want to we want to look and see where the next uh, checkpoint is, where the next gas station is, where the next rest area is, where the next overlook is. But we're called to to take the next step. We're called to take just to the next. Just follow this command. Where you're not going to get a list of everything I want you to do from now till you're 874 years old. You are going to get what I need you to do today, February 1st, 2024, or tomorrow, February 2nd, 2024. You're not getting a whole list of instructions. And and for people who are a little bit more of the controlling nature, um, I think that would be all three of us in this room, uh, not knowing every step, not knowing every detail, not knowing... Um, every situation to prepare for is very scary uh, and very anxiety-inducing, I guess would be the best way to put it. And so we have, we've got to understand, and, and this is one of the hardest things for like type A type, type of people to do, is realize that it's not ours to control. It's ours to do what we're commanded to do to take the next step. And that is so incredibly hard and I know a lot of the folks listening may struggle with that same thing of, of well, I just need to. I just no, you you don't need to. You just need to lean on God. That's all you're called to do. That's all you're asked to do is lean on Him and take that next step. And I think one of the the other aspects of of the verse that really speaks volumes is, He says, you know, I'll prepare you a table in the enemy's presence. And if you think about that, whatever we're going through, he he can give us the ability to pull up, uh, you know, in our spiritual mind, uh, you know, to the table, as we might say. And and, and he allows uh, us to hear and listen and watch what he does, you know, and and you talk talk about having a table uh, presented to you in the middle of your desert time, you know, or your wilderness time. You know, no matter where we're at, he can always invite us to the table. And, you know, the Song of Solomon talks about his banqueting table. You know, it's it's a it's a place of goodness. It's a place of refreshment, resources. And and I'm afraid that, again, it's, it's one of those things is it's it's hard to say, OK, this is what I'm going through. Uh, I'm going through the, the you know, the 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 shadow of the valley of, you know, trials and 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 suffering let me let me just pull up to the table here and you know and let me rest and you know it's kind of like oh i'm not used to pulling up here and just being served you know i'm the one who was serving i'm trying to figure this out and here he is hey come and rest set up my table well it's important to know that it's in the presence of the enemies it's he doesn't sweep you away to some place that is safe. He doesn't sweep all your problems away or rescue you from the problems. He says, in the middle of all of this stuff, I provide a table. 
You know, David said in one of his writings in the book of Psalms, he said, you know, if I was like a bird or if I was like a dove, I would just fly away. And, you know, that that sounds so cool, sounds so magical that all of my troubles, all of my trials, everything I'm going through, I'm just going to fly away. And, well, you know, it's like everything else. You might fly away, but that trouble usually follows you anyway, or, you know, the the, the conscience does or whatever. But that's our first reaction is to to get away from whatever we're going through. And yet here Jesus is saying, hey, just, just come, rest in my presence. And I also use the example of the disciples, you know, within the boat. Here the storm's going on. They're in the presence of Jesus, and and he's sleeping, and he's calm, but they are full of restlessness, and they, they believe their life is going to perish, and they're wondering why he's not doing anything. And and he wakes up, and he says, why, why are you so fearful? Why, why are you doubting what's going on? And, and I really think that those uh, emotions that we talk about sometimes gets into those deep feelings that causes us to react a certain way. And it really, really pulls us in a different direction as the shepherd would want us to go. We're like the little sheep running out there by ourselves trying to figure out where we're going and and as most people know, sheep are not that smart, and we end up in a, a pit somewhere. You know, there's this video. Uh, 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 <clears throat> there's this video that I identify with. It's a farmer who has been digging a ditch or to lay a pipe or something uh, on his on his farm, and he there is lamb that has kind of. Uh, buried itself like head first it, it jumped into this in this ditch and it can't get out because it's like stuck head first and so he gets down into the ditch and he picks the lamb up and he sets him on the side and the lamb jumps up and and runs around and runs 20 feet up and then dives back into the ditch again i feel that way so many times because it's like okay uh i've I'm, i've created myself a problem God comes along. He he sets up a table for me, and he, and I and I and I allow him to lead me. And then I'm really happy, and so I start running off in a direction, and I jump right back into the same problem I had before because I still think I know better. And when we we do those kinds of things, it's what caused that lamb was was bleeding and crying because he was terrified of the situation that he had created for himself. And so many times when we end up in that valley of, uh, of the shadow of death, in the presence of our enemies, it's because we put ourselves there in one way or another. And so as we, as we trust in the shepherd, the sheep aren't, aren't afraid of the wolves or the lions or the coyotes or the bears because the shepherd is there. It's when they wander off that that fear begins to set in. And as we, if we can keep ourselves at the feet of the shepherd, so many times we can avoid a lot of the fear because even though there are things out there that are still wanting to harm us and trying to harm us, we know that the shepherd is there to lead us, to guide us, to set a table for us in the presence of our enemies, uh, to to comfort us with our rod and, and his staff. So I, I think that's one of the things to just keep in mind is in all things, whether it's anger, whether it's 
envy, whether it's um, inferiority or whether it's fear, the answer lies not in what we can do about it, but the answer lies lies in trusting the shepherd. It 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 does take a choice, though. It takes an, an active choice on our part to not run twenty feet down the ditch and jump back into it. Absolutely, it it can't just. I mean, we can't just say, you know, oh, I'm going to not be afraid. Oh, I'm not going to be anxious. Oh, I'm not going to, you know feel envy or 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 whatever it it's it takes action on our part to to turn from the the thing that is causing us fear to get out of ourselves or to get away from uh, uh, the certain situation or the circumstance or whatever it may be and to surround ourselves with the the shepherd um I feel like I feel like a broken record over the last few weeks because it it I think Jonathan I think it was you that said it the the first week of the series that when you take a step back and look at the reality of the situation you realize that all of this could be avoided if if we were just following the Lord like we were supposed to be. So I'm going to ask a question Scotty and I, and I don't mean to put you on blast here but um what are some tips and techniques and, and Dr. Tim feel free to join in and I, and I will too if I if I think of any what are some tips and techniques that 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 you have employed to pull your eyes off the fear to pull your eyes off the the stuff around you that is creating anxiety or whatever and affixing them to to the savior the first step for me uh is is to is to calm down Whatever I, I will work myself into just a nightmare of a whirlwind of a person. Uh, the the phrase that I would keep repeating to myself uh, uh, when when I was at my most anxious is is really dumb, but it worked for me. It's calm down. People are dying. Like chances are, whatever the situation we're in is is not as serious as we're trying to to make it. Um, it it. it in my head, I had hyped my situation up to be a million times worse than it was, and taking a step back and and just breathing for a minute um, really helped. It, that that was step one. If I'm going to focus on God, I can't be talking over Him. I can't be listening to everything else if I'm going to be listening to Him. That was that was step one. That's a really great point. Thank you. Uh, step two is uh, actually doing it. Like like I said a minute ago, it, it takes the action of, okay, if, if, if I do not feel like I am hearing God past the fear, then I need to start listening. I need to, I need to stop making noise. I need to stop freaking out and I need to listen. I, I think uh, Job gives us a great pattern to to think about as well um here is a man who is lost his treasures you know his finances his family a, a lot of things and and one of the first things he did was just sit down and i i think setting down to contemplate what is actually happening 
and tr- and and giving some time to try to figure out how to respond to that is paramount because a lot of times the f- the things that happen to us happen so quickly and we are so quick and apt to try to fix it uh, say things out loud you know immediately without and Scotty you said like set, step back but just resting on the thought okay this has happened okay and and job just said you know hey t- the lord gave and he took away and, and if you think about that what what are you going to achieve if you contemplate everything there is in the world of what is going to happen and fear this fear that fear that when you don't know exactly what's going to happen um and we're going to have to trust the lord to allow whatever happens to either a be his will or uh, to understand that this is the way it is we can't change the circumstances and we're going to have to accept if it's if it's a if it's a result of something it's if it's a result of what we've done or it could be that we're just going to have to face it the person that we're dealing with is just not going to comply you know and as long as we've done our best you know job told his wife why are you acting like those other women i don't think she acted that way before she she's hurting too you know and and now she's behaving in a certain way and they're both going through the same thing and he's trying to rely on the lord and she's just kind of like well you know let's just let's just get it over with I'm, my, my life seems to be over um and so I, I really think that waiting on some things to try to fix is a whole lot better uh and to get a better uh better perspective of it um and and then try to figure out how we can either a approach god or simply wait on god you know to help us along the way and as we as we have said before this is this advice applies to all of our feelings and and if when we stop and we wait and we understand either what is driving this fear what is driving this anger what is driving this feeling of inferiority what is driving this feeling of envy and affix our eyes on Christ and wait for him wait for his direction wait for the shepherd to lead us that is when we can can handle and and address the emotions without the negative feelings and i think that is so important and and so often we just want to run in and we we just want to start start getting things done um, but that is rarely, rarely the answer. It is always best to follow a plan, and the best plan, it's God's plan. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope to see you again next week as we launch into our new series uh, called New Roots. We are excited about that new series as well that will take us through the rest of February. We hope to see you next week.